You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show, ESPN's FPI, Football Power Index, for next college football season is out. And a surprise SEC team ranked in their top 10 will run through expected win totals for the SEC teams next season. And who is facing the toughest schedule next year? Also, a big weekend for Ole Miss and Mississippi State baseball. We'll catch up with our buddy Brad Logan as he previews the series for us and also touches on expectations for Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach next season. And one of Kentucky's better players from last basketball season is on the move. We'll tell you where. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. Get the latest episodes podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's do it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start with ESPN's football power index. They are betting big on Mike Leach's Mississippi State program. If you're unfamiliar with the newer metric from ESPN, basically the power football power index formula is a measure of team strength that is meant to be the best predictor of a team's performance going forward for next season. They plug in the data, formula spits out the results with no preconceived bias. So as teams, as games are played come the fall, it provides more data for ESPN to input into the system and the FPI rankings update. But... It is pretty incredible to see their top 10 come out yesterday, and they have Mississippi State sitting up there at number eight. Here's how their top 10 shakes out. You got Alabama at number one from the SEC, followed by Oklahoma, Clemson. They've got Iowa State number four ahead of Ohio State at number five. But Texas A&M comes in at six ahead of Georgia. Georgia ranks seventh and Mississippi State eighth. Now, again, a lot of this has to do with Mississippi State's schedule going into next season does play very favorably for them. But I don't think anybody really expected to see Mississippi State this high in anything looking ahead to next uh, season. But uh, the national rankings for the rest of the SEC teams, again, according to the Football Power Index from ESPN, they've got Florida at number 14, Auburn at number 16, LSU at number 18, Ole Miss at number 22. And you got Arkansas at 29. Missouri, pretty low on Missouri. They're at 34. Kentucky, 39th. And then your uh, <clears throat> bottom dwellers, Tennessee at 48. South Carolina at 68. And Vanderbilt at 93. None of this really means anything other than you're just projecting through a computer uh, what to expect from that team this season based on what they're bringing back and their schedule. Now, as far as strength of schedule goes, ESPN's FBI has the Arkansas Razorbacks facing the toughest schedule in the country next season. If you haven't seen their schedule, they open with Rice, should be very easy. Then they get the Texas Longhorns, which will not be easy with Steve Sarkeesian, the former Alabama OC there now. And they get Georgia Southern, should be a W. Then they get Texas A&M in their... Neutral site game in Arlington, Texas, and Jerry uh, Jones's world. Then they have road trips at Georgia, at Ole Miss, home for Auburn. They get Arkansas Pine Bluff. That's a win. Home for Mississippi State, at LSU, at Alabama, and then home for Missouri. That is a pretty tough slate 
But ESPN's FPI ranks it as the most challenging in the nation. And if you're curious just where some of the other SEC schools rank in terms of remaining schedule strength, they got Arkansas with the toughest schedule. They've got Auburn at number two. So they think Auburn has the second toughest schedule of anybody next year. LSU comes in at seven. Ole Miss at number nine. Alabama at 13. Mississippi State 14. South Carolina 16. You can go all the way down. They got Vanderbilt at 42, Kentucky at 39, Missouri at 36. So if you're just talking about strength of schedule, look, the big factor here is Alabama. They're the number one team in the FPI. So, of course, if they're on your schedule, that makes it a, uh, you know, your schedule that much tougher. And then if you have to go into their house on the road, they equate that even more as being even tougher. So we take all this data and we sum it up to say, Here's what the simulations have for regular season wins for the SEC next season, according to the ESPN FPI. They've got Alabama at 11 wins, Texas A&M at 9.6. So Texas A&M at nine wins, knocking on the door of 10. They've got Georgia at 9.5. So same thing, Georgia, nine to 10 wins. Mississippi State at eight wins, Florida at eight wins, LSU at seven, along with Missouri and Kentucky. Auburn and Ole Miss right at 6.9, so just below 7. Tennessee at 6, Arkansas at 6, and then South Carolina and Vandy both at 4 wins. So if we're going by the FBI, their projections are, like many of us have come to expect just about every year, Alabama winning the West, Georgia winning the East, with A&M and Florida both as the runners-up in the East and the West. So doesn't mean a whole lot. It's good fodder in April, but I think it is worth mentioning who, you know, on paper has the toughest schedules going into next year and who's got the easiest. Arkansas, toughest road. Mississippi State, one of the easier ones next year in the SEC. Another football nugget over at Ole Miss. A name to keep an eye on this season that Lane Kiffin has been talking about is a guy named Mark Robinson. He started out as a walk-on running back in Oxford, but... Now that he switched over to the other side of the ball, he's playing linebacker for the Rebels, and he is someone that has made the point of his uh, or made the most of his opportunities this spring. Garnered a high volume of reps on the practice field. Lane Kiffin this week was asked about Robinson, the linebacker's emergence. He said, "Mark is a great story as a running back that walked on here. Really, he was ineligible last season because of transferring, which is another conversation. I don't know why a walk-on should ever be ineligible, so he had to sit out." But he was on our service team and just thought, wow, this guy could be a really good linebacker just by how he did in special teams drills. So moved him over there, was a service team linebacker, and he did a great job. So Mark Robinson, a name to keep an eye on for the Rebels this season. In basketball news, Devin Askew uh, turned out to be a one-and-done at Kentucky, which has become a common occurrence at Kentucky, but he's not going pro. He is transferring Devin Askew signed with Kentucky as the nation's number one point guard prospect, earned a starting role, averaged six and a half points, two and a half rebounds, two and a half assists last year. The freshman started 20 of 25 games for the Wildcats. But yesterday, he announced his decision. He is heading to the University of Texas to play for new head coach Chris Beard there. Jeff Goodman, our first report of the news. On top of that, Texas senior Andrew Jones announced he's returning for one final season in Austin. So, Going to be quite a good duo there for uh, Chris Beard coming over from Texas Tech, going over to Texas. But uh, former Kentucky Wildcat 
not going pro, heading over to the Big 12. And speaking of SEC hoops, following Arkansas's run to the Elite Eight, it's first since 1995. Head coach Eric Musselman, his stock has never been higher. The Razorbacks finished number two in the SEC regular season standings and have proven to be a force on the recruiting trail and transfer market under Eric Musselman. And there appears to be some optimism about a long-term extension. Athletic Director Hunter Juracek, friend of the show, he uh, shared a tweet yesterday about an optimistic update saying, Sleep well, Arkansas. Razorback basketball is in good hands. Not very long after that tweet, Jeff Goodman reported that Arkansas is finalizing a new contract with Musselman. So, should hear something on that in the coming days, but uh, sounding like Eric Musselman not going anywhere for the Arkansas Razorbacks. And that's a good thing for them. All right. When we return, we are going to switch gears, talk on the Mississippi schools, particularly baseball, as Ole Miss and Mississippi State have a big series this weekend. Also talk a little bit on the Ole Miss and Mississippi State football teams, Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin, expectations in year two for both of those guys. We'll talk with our buddy Brad Logan coming up next. Need to remind you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Tons and tons of different flavors. I tell you guys all the time, just go do it if you have not done it. Go to their website right now, builtbar.com. Tons of different flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, raspberry, carrot cake, cherry barcia, cookies and cream, my favorite. You're going to find something that you like. Built Bars, they are bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. If you're looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, a Built Bar is the way to go. The cookies and cream, my favorite, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. You can't go wrong with that. Stop eating junk food that you're eating in the afternoon while at the office and reach for a Built Bar. And if you go to their website right now, BuiltBar.com, and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, you will get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski updates on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Roll along here, Locked On SEC, and always fun to catch up with this guy. One of our favorites when it talk, we talk all things SEC is our buddy Brad Logan. You know him on Twitter, at BradLoganCOTE. Longtime reporter and columnist, been covering the uh, the SEC, and particularly those teams in the Mississippi State for a long time, and he joins us now. Brad, how are you, man? Hope you're having a good uh, spring. As Man, we're counting down only a couple of months before we get back to college football again. I do. And I tell you, a great precursor uh, to college football has been college baseball. Here in the state of Mississippi, Chris, and the SEC obviously uh, leads the charge with Ole Miss and Mississippi State, both the top five programs. The Southern Miss right down the road, Scott Berry's got a great uh, a great team this year, so it's been fun following them. But, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty wild here with college football in the state. Well, let's... I'm sorry, college baseball. <laughs> uh, mind, of course, drifts to college football. Yeah, let's start there. We'll get to football in just a second, but we've got a monster series coming up this weekend. And you know, talking to my buddies who are Tennessee fans, and they're all fired up that they're playing Vanderbilt. But, I mean, two monster series in the SEC this weekend, particularly Ole Miss going to uh, Duty Noble Field, uh, playing Mississippi State. And you know, this is an Ole Miss team that is loaded with talent. They've been so good all year long. But, man, these last two weekends kind of – stubbing their toe with the Florida Gators and then this past weekend with 
tons of fans out there uh, with Arkansas, but drop a two out of three in some really epic games against Arkansas. Um, this is almost a, a must-win series for Ole Miss right now. Yeah, and real quickly before we, before we get to that, you know, what a series with Tennessee and Vanderbilt. You know, Vanderbilt, Kamar Rocker got hit hard against Georgia. I don't think any of us saw that coming. And then Tony Vitalo, or Vitao, can you help me with his name? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> dude, you got it. I, I mean, he is coaching his tail off, and it's been so much fun to watch that Tennessee program that struggled for so many years to see what they've been able to accomplish this year. And that series is huge. As they as they uh, play the Vanderbilt Commodores, and, and from all accounts, of the the tickets have been pretty extraordinary in regards to price. So uh, that's going to be a fun one to watch. But yeah, here in Mississippi, it's been kind of uh, everybody kind of looked forward to that that series in Starkville. And by the way, you know, Chris, this is Super Bulldog weekend. This is the year they're they're playing their spring football game and in the, their biggest uh, rival on campus. So it's going to be an incredible crowd uh, for Mississippi State, who who plays very well at home. Just a couple of weeks ago, Mississippi State was a program that uh, kind of struggled a little bit. They they did well against LSU, but they were swept by Arkansas. On the flip side, right across the state, Ole Miss swept Alabama. Now, all of a sudden, Ole Miss stumps their toe against Florida. That's too many innings to where they left the, uh, the bases loaded. Uh, they lose two out of three. And then, of course, we know what happened last week. Uh, a really talented Arkansas team. In fact, you know, Ole Miss played well enough to win all three games, but again, not getting that timely hit, they only win one, and uh, probably the best team in the country comes against two or three against Ole Miss. As it is, the losses aren't bad, Chris, uh, with Ole Miss being able to get sweeps early in the season. But the bad news for Ole Miss is a loss is still a loss, and they need to get two in Starkville. A very tall task. And, you know, we as a group kind of all said that if Ole Miss is going to make a run, they needed to win very heavy on the front side of the schedule. They were able to do that get two sweeps to open the year up because April was going to be brutal. It has been brutal to Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, they're, from an Ole Miss standpoint, uh, they're going to hope that they can get two or three in a very hostile environment at Mississippi State this Saturday and Sunday and uh, Super Bowl off weekend, as, uh, as they like to call it. Can you talk about what that atmosphere looked like at Swayze Field last weekend? I mean, I, w- I watched it on TV, but I saw you tweet it out. You know, over almost 12,000 the announced attendance for the fans, yeah. uh, you know, at the at the Ole Miss Arkansas series last weekend. It was, you know, I, I just, you know, with the COVID and everything, it's just so nice to see some things kind of get back to normal and a bit of normalcy. And it, it looked like we were back to some bit of normalcy last weekend at uh, Swayze Field. It did. And, you know, Twitter's a volatile place, and you really hate to stay. You really don't like to talk politics, at least me personally. So people try to make it you know, political with the masking versus that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, as it is, the, the, the part of me inside that just craves for normalcy, you know, to be able to see that many people enjoying a college uh, baseball game just give me a sense of pride, I guess you can say. The good news here in Mississippi is the governor's done a great job uh, with the vaccine implementation so you know we've seen low numbers uh, each day uh, all under 300 cases per day and obviously it's a real deal but mississippi's done a great job and then i think we're seeing some fruits of that uh, in mississippi state at old miss and some fans are able to get out and see their teams uh, as it is over 30,000 rebel fans are able to you know pack swayze field and they've got a good baseball team chris it's just they've played some really high level competition we saw florida go in and had a chance to sweep Tennessee 
they didn't do that. Obviously, they only won one, but Tennessee's a good program. Uh, so you can pretty much make an example out of each team in the SEC this year. There's a handful of teams that aren't very good. The Rebels need to pitch it well on Sunday. Dustin Diamond had a terrible outing. Uh, you know, they ran him in the first inning, allowing six runs and never recording an out. And if he did, maybe they recorded one out. But it was a lot of runs and not many outs. And so they've gotten great pitching on Friday night under uh, with Hoglin on the hill. And then, of course, you've got Doug McKenzie coming out on Saturday. So if Ole Miss can fix its woes on Sunday and somehow get a little more middle relief, uh, they've got a chance to make some noise in Mississippi State. But the Bulldogs are, are pitching it so well. And, my gosh, Chris, they're hitting the baseball. One of the best teams in the, in the, in the conference hitting the baseball. And most importantly, they're doing what Ole Miss is not right now, and that's timely hitting. I think by number-wise, Ole Miss may be the best hitting team in the, in the conference because they haven't had that timely hit, and that's been so crucial for the Rebels over the last couple of games. Yeah, I think back to you know a week ago, they, they play Alcorn State, and they score eight runs. They played North Alabama, yeah. scored 20, and then you know two, two of the games against Arkansas, you score 13 and you know 14 in Sunday's loss. Maybe you carry that momentum over, keep those red-hot bats going as, uh, as you take them into Mississippi State. But like you mentioned, a, uh, a monster series this weekend, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it, in your mind, I mean, is this? Are we looking at teams that you know? When we look at the SEC and how many teams they can get into the the postseason with the regionals and the super regionals, and we're waiting to see you know how they're going to do this with the permanent host sites and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, is there a fear that some good SEC teams might get left out this year? I think in regards to the national seed, Chris, that's the case. I think this games like this past weekend in Oxford. <clears throat> And games that we're going to see in Starfield this weekend, these are for national seeds. Uh, I think uh, the top ten national seeds, six are probably going to be SEC teams. So right now you're kind of carving out that niche, who's going to be that national seed. So Arkansas obviously has a leg up. Who wins this weekend, two or three, or sweeps or whatever, those teams are going to have a leg up, whether it be Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Because that back half of the of the schedule opens up for Ole Miss. But you only get certain opportunities with the, the national audience. Ole Miss had that with Arkansas, didn't capitalize. If Mississippi State capitalizes on, on that national seat, on that national audience, and they can get two of three against Ole Miss this weekend, they automatically take that big jump. Tennessee, Vanderbilt, another national seat weekend. Uh, all of those teams probably are going to have a chance to host, that I just named. Uh, the question is or who they're going to be national seeds, and so that's kind of what I'm looking for this weekend. More with Brad Logan right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to get in on all your sports action. If you were watching the Masters over the weekend, hope you had some money on some of the golfers. You could have made some uh, pretty good coinage off of Hideki Matsuyama winning it all. But we've got uh, NBA still in full swing, NHL, and of course you got some college future bets you can get in on if you feel good about certain teams to win the national championship and whatnot. You can do that all at Bet Online. BetOnline, they got you covered with even award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has got you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website right now on your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Head to BetOnline.ag right now. They are your online sportsbook experts. Roll along here, Locked 
on SEC. want to remind you that uh, April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, Michael Lombardi, our local experts for every team making trades and picks, picking the next stars of their teams. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Continue our conversation with our buddy Brad Logan. Been uh, following or covering the SEC for a long time. You can follow him on Twitter at Brad Logan, C-O-T-E. Brad, I want to switch gears and get into a little football talk. I know Ole Miss had a uh, had their uh, you know getting into spring action and had a scrimmage over the weekend. And you know, hearing Lane Kiffin talk, you know, he's been very uh, you know talking up the defense and very impressed with the defense. And as we know, that was Ole Miss's Achilles' heel last year. You know, had their defense even been been mediocre, they would have won some more games last year. But with them putting so so much of a focus on that, I mean. Does that make this Ole Miss team so much more dangerous this year? Because we know how good Matt Corral and the offense can be, and you know Lane's always going to score points. But man, if that defense can get better and improve, they're going to have some more wins this year. Yeah, it makes it interesting, Chris. I mean, what I mean by that is, is Ole Miss fans listening to this or, or thinking to themselves, you know, I've heard uh, that Ole Miss's defense is better during the spring. Maybe eighteen out of the twenty years. I've been following Ole Miss in maybe two or three of those years. They've actually been good um, during that season. So it's something they've heard before, and then very rarely does that come true. So DJ Durkin's got his work cut out for him. You know, everything we've seen and heard coming out of camp, uh, this this spring camp, is it is a very much improved defense. We've heard that they've, they've gone from maybe a four-down lineman to, you know, tinkering with maybe three, maybe one of those ends, you know, standing up rather than putting their hand in the dirt. So – um, there are some, some questions at linebacker. Uh, they return quite a few, uh, and they return some players on the back half of that secondary. But, you know, you know, Chris, if they weren't very good, does it matter if they returned? And some of those questions will be answered sooner rather than later, earlier in the year, as Ole Miss opens against Louisville. Um, I think from a defensive standpoint, they have the pieces in place to be okay. And I think that's going to be good enough for Ole Miss to win a lot of games if that defense could be just okay. Uh, and Lane Kiffin believes he's got a very much improved defense. We'll see soon enough, and I don't think we'll see on uh, in, in regards to any spring games. I think we'll see as the season gets closer. And then real quickly, Mississippi State, and I know you were probably going there next, Cole Kublik, who I think does a great job for ESPN uh, on the Saturday night broadcast with Tom Hart and Jordan Rogers. He laid out his top ten uh, list, and Mississippi State comes in at number eight. And, uh, you know, Chris, I think that is something that, to keep an eye out. If the national media has Mississippi State not only in their top 25 and their top 10, they're obviously seeing something. And Mike Leach's team uh, coming back, uh, their schedule is conducive to win. Uh, their schedule has uh, games on it. I think Mississippi State, eight out of the 12, they'll be favored. And I think there's an opportunity for Mississippi State to win a lot of games this year. Yeah, it's it's so hard to get a read on last year, right? Because they didn't, you know, you took away the non-conference games, and Mike Leach opens right. up that with that road win at LSU, beating the national champs, and then, you know, it was very up and down the rest of the way. And you know, people were saying, "Oh, can the air raid work in the SEC?" Well, we're going to find out this year. Like you said, they're going to be favored in a lot of these games. But yeah, the ESPN stats and info take the FPI for what it is, the Football Power Index. It's 
numbers and stats and geeks behind a keyboard putting a bunch of stats together. But yeah, they right. they got Mississippi State up there in the, the FPI top ten, along with the likes of Alabama's number one. They've got Texas A and M, Georgia, and Mississippi State in there. So it will be interesting to see. But I, I hate to say it's a make or break year, but it does feel that way, right? Like if Leach comes out and they lose you know, six, seven games, and, and they're not living up to expectations, they could run him out of Starkville as quickly as they're going to praise him. Well, it didn't help that they didn't have a great year, and they ended the year losing to Ole Miss. But to credit uh, Mississippi State, and I'll be honest with you, Chris, a lot of the fan base saw that they took a bunch of players to Georgia about the seventh or eighth, maybe ninth week of the year, and they played the Georgia Bulldogs down to the wire. And that was a that was a game to where Mississippi State could have mailed it in, and they did. And now they didn't win the game. They came back and uh, played well for the remainder of the year. And I think that said a lot about what Mike's doing. Uh, what it said it said a lot about what he's doing with the program with his players. They recruited pretty well. Uh, landed some pretty good recruits. So I think that's they've got some buy-in, if you will. And so I think that allowed him to get a little more stock uh, with his uh, with his coaching tenure. So. I don't think this necessarily is a make or break year for Mike because of the way he was able to, to play so well his first down the stretch last year. But they definitely need uh, to get to another bowl game, a, a, goal, a bowl game of significance, win about eight or nine games, and they need to get that egg back in Starkville. Yeah, and, and maybe don't fight the opposing team in the bowl game this year. Maybe that uh, stay away from that. that. Help, yeah. <laughs> Let me put you on the spot then, Brad. Let me ask you, if you got to make a bold prediction, and again, it's April, we haven't even had our spring games yet, but – who wins more games this year, Ole Miss or Mississippi State? I think due to scheduling uh, alone, Mississippi State wins eight or nine games. And, you know, I, I really like what ESPN has had with his FBI. I agree. I don't know that I agree with them in the top ten. You know, with Penn State, you know, you didn't name them, but they're up there as well. I don't think they're going to be in the top ten by any stretch. But those numbers, they need to just pull them out of thin air. I mean, there's, a, there's validity behind all those numbers. I mean, Mississippi State ends up eight or nine uh, wins. Uh, I think they go to a, a nice bowl game simply because how the schedule sets up. And I really like uh, how Mike has, has gone to the transfer portal and landed some bred athletes. I think Ole Miss, you're looking at around seven or eight, uh, probably seven, and I'm probably going higher and saying the Rebels win eight and go to yet another bowl game. I think the defense is questionable, and until I see some, some significant improvement, you know, I'm not going to buy into anything that's coming out of camp. But Matt Corral, you know, very well could be one of the best quarterbacks in the country, not just the SEC. He's got to figure out, get away from those two or three games where he throws a just a bucket load of interceptions. So if he can figure that out, the Rebels are going to win a lot of games next year. And I think there's a chance they win eight, maybe even nine if things fall, uh, fall the right way. Yeah, I, I, can I say I kind of like that Ole Miss plays – Alabama week four, you know, early October, you know, it's a road trip to Tuscaloosa. It's never easy, but man, you know, all the things that Saban's got to replace new quarterback with Bryce young, maybe that's the game that Saban, that lane can go in there with the high powered offense with Matt Corral. We saw him do it last year against Saban's defense. Maybe they could score a lot of points. Maybe they can win a shootout, but man, they, that defense could not get a stop to save their lives last year against Alabama. So if they can be improved, maybe they have a chance. But I think that works maybe in Ole Miss's favor, playing them early rather than later in the year. It could. Uh, I don't think anybody is, is is saying that Ole Miss comes within a couple of touchdowns of Alabama. I, I don't think they will. I mean, if Ole Miss scores 30, it's almost like Alabama scores 50. So uh, <laughs> that's a game to where I think Alabama has kind of figured some things out offensively. They definitely did that against Ole Miss. Frankly, you could probably say that against a lot of offenses that played Ole Miss. But you know what? D.J. Jerkins did a lot 
when he uh, was at uh, all the places that he's been, and I'm, and I'm drawing a blank. I'm looking at the flag right now. I'm looking at the, the place he came from as far as the defensive coordinator. Uh, Greg Asher, my good friend, graduated from there. He had a great defense where he was before he came to Ole Miss, and that's why he is where he is. So uh, I think for, for Ole Miss, they just have to do some things defensively to just try to to do their best to, to get to the, to the roots of what's going on, meaning you've got to get some backups. You've got to get second and third teamers, and that's what Alabama has so well is their backups are so, so good, and we saw that as they ran their way to a national championship. Yeah, early in the Maryland f- is what I'm trying to get to. Right, right, right. Yeah. I just had a completely, uh, complete brain <laughs> loss there, but Maryland's where Durkin was before. And, you know, he had a great defense there, and he's going to try to transition that. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and was a solid uh, assistant, uh, you know, at Florida for, for all those years as well. But uh, right. let's not forget, early fourth quarter last year, Ole Miss was tied 42-42 with Alabama. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. It could happen. He is Brad Logan, a longtime contributor following the uh, covering all things SEC. Love to talk all things SEC with him. Uh, You still have the uh, podcast going strong? Still rolling. Uh, Doing a lot with uh, kind of the 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 behind-the-curtain series. We talked to some some journalists that maybe have retired or maybe some that kind of of start to talk about how they got into the business and that sort of thing. And then – as we've got baseball going on, we're talking that, but everything here in the state of Mississippi, whether people win national championships or get to Omaha or not baseball, they love their college football, so that's kind of where our wheelhouse is. Well, Brad, great stuff, man. Always good to catch up with you, and we'll uh, we'll do it again real soon. Thanks a lot, Chris. All right, thanks a lot. That's Brad Logan covering uh, all things SEC, particularly in the, in the state of Mississippi, and always love to uh, – talk all things sec with him monster monster series coming up this weekend with Ole miss and uh, mississippi state and uh baseball and um you know look we got the spring practices going on spring games uh coming up and tons of stuff going on in the state of mississippi and i think that all took us a little bit of a step back yesterday when we saw the espn stats and info putting out the fpi and putting mississippi state as a top 10 team (laughs) in FBI, but he makes a great point. I mean, their schedule really does set up well. They open – here's Mississippi State's non-conference games. These are good teams, but none of them great. They get Louisiana Tech, NC State, who at times has been good at football, road trip to Memphis, scrappy, pretty good team in the AAC, and then they get Tennessee State much later in the season. I mean, they should absolutely – the expectation for Bulldog fans – with Mike Leach, if he finds his quarterback this offseason and ready to come out with the that firepower, they should go 4-0 in the non-conference games. And then their road trips at AM, toss-up, at Vandy, should be a win. At Arkansas, at Auburn, say maybe you split those, you win one, you lose the other. You obviously get Alabama at home, don't think you'll win that one. But your other home games, you get the Egg Bowl in your house. You get Kentucky, you get LSU, who you beat last year. And there's a reason to be optimistic about Mike Leach in year two at Mississippi State. Absolutely. That's going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Switch gears, try to talk some uh, more all things SEC football as uh, spring practice rolls along. And then, like I said, monster weekend of SEC baseball. We'll get into that tomorrow.